Well, Gord just touched on some of the numbers that we've been hearing about with COVID-19 in BC, but let's talk more about that now with the help of the Vancouver Suns. Vaughn Palmer, good morning, Vaughn. Good morning, Simi. Have you checked out the dashboard lately? I have not, actually, but I still every day check in at three to find out what the numbers are. Oh, I, yeah, it, it, the numbers are great. Uh, you know, it, it's uh, British Columbia's headed in the right direction. I think virtually all the numbers say that. Um, the dashboard is interesting because this is the BC Centre for Disease Control. They, they post the data every day. And you can click on it and find out how things are going in your health region. So, you know, we've been clicking for a few days on that. And yesterday, I, or this morning, I clicked. And so... Uh, There are really no new cases in three of the health regions, so Uh the north, the interior, and Vancouver Island. Vancouver Island hasn't had a new case in, oh gosh, almost a month. Um, There's one person in the ICU struggling, so, you know, sympathy to them because they've been there for a while in Vancouver Island. No one in the ICU in either north or interior, so... It's become an outbreak that is largely confined to especially Fraser Health, which has really struggled, and to some degree Vancouver Coastal. I know that's where most of the population in the province is too, but it really has emerged sort of two British Columbias around the exit or the attempt to get over this outbreak, uh, this pandemic in B.C., it certainly sounds that way too. Um, and when you look at like some, there are quite a few regions, as you mentioned, that don't have any cases at all, but yet we're all following the same kind of phase out plan. Yes. So um, this is an interesting question. Uh, I actually asked it of Dr. Henry two weeks ago. Got a, you know, have you considered a, a, a different path for lifting right. the restrictions for the hard hit? regions and the three that appear to have come out of uh, the pandemic. And she said, no. In fact, I, I, I think it may be the shortest answer she's ever given <laughs> to a question. No. <laughs> so, you know, I got a lot of time for Dr. Henry, but man, can she be firm when she's firm. So uh, the liberal leader, however, picked up on this. Uh, I assume the liberals are looking at the dashboard every day, too. And so Andrew Wilkinson has written a letter saying, you know, why don't we think about this for the regions of the province that uh, have not uh, really appear to have put the worst of it behind them? Mm -hmm. And so that came up again at yesterday's briefing. Interesting answers from both Dr. Henry and Adrian Dix. Dr. Henry said, you know, not yet. She said that we've done well uh, managing the outbreak in British Columbia because we've had a consistent approach. And, you know, she reminded there's still, uh, the virus is still out there. We're not testing enough people in British Columbia to be absolutely sure that it isn't out there. I mean, it can manifest itself. We get unexpected cases from time to time. And the other thing, people move around, right? If you mm-hmm. if you lifted this, uh, who's to say that, you know, people won't be traveling to the island of BC Ferries uh, now that they've added the new route or restored the, uh, the other run to the island? So she said, not yet. Uh, Dix is interesting. He's very diplomatic when he deals with the liberals these days because they've worked very closely with the government and we've had a generally supportive approach. 
between the opposition and the government. I think Which it's people like. British Columbia. Yeah, people really like that. Yeah. But he said, um, so he said that it's entirely appropriate that the liberals make suggestions. He said, however, he would argue that we've done well here because of a coordinated approach among the health regions. Then he said something interesting politically. He said that, you know, we only have the five health regions, the five health authorities in B.C., and then the two provincial ones, so five regional and two provincial. And he said, you know, that's something even the liberals may want to celebrate. What he didn't add, Simi, <laughs> is that when the New Democrats left office in 2001, they left behind, count them, 52 Oof. health and regions and community health boards. And the liberals consolidated it into um, the five plus the provincial one, and we now have a, a provincial authority for First Nations as well. So the reason we have this apparatus that makes it easier to manage the outbreak and that has worked pretty well is something the New Democrats inherited from the Liberals. So I think when Dick said... <laughs> He's diplomatic, <laughs> yes. Nudge, nudge to Andrew Wilkinson. You might want to celebrate it since it was your idea. <laughs> so um, that's that's where that stands. I get the feeling, Simi, that, you know, when we move to phase three, if we do, uh, and the date, we'll hear more about that, will be June 15th when we've been through two incubation periods in phase one. Maybe we'll get some hint that there might be some different approaches, right. but it's worked well. And I think, you know, the government can say and Dr. Henry and Adrian Dix can say, look, for the most part, this has worked pretty well. Right. Um, also, let's talk about the personal protective equipment issue as well, because they gave an update on that. Yeah, they did. And <clears throat> you have to listen really closely to Adrian Dix, I find, because he drops little things here and there. So he started off, he does this every Tuesday, gives us an update on the acquisition of personal protective equipment. And it's a lot. I mean, it's some of the things we're acquiring, are, the stockpile is now in the millions. He had a piece of good news yesterday. The government had found a new supplier in China and managed to acquire a, a lot of masks from that supplier. But because we've never used that supplier before, they got them tested independently to see whether they are actually safe. Do they meet national standards in Canada? And the report back is, yes, they do. So they can now use them. They haven't used them yet, but they're available in the stockpile if there is um, any kind of, uh, you know, outbreak over the summer, some cases come back. It will also help us a lot, says Dix, to start redo, start doing all those scheduled mm -hmm. surgeries that were canceled and getting ready for the second wave. It's interesting, though, when you listen really carefully to what Dick says, he notes the source. And he'll say, you know, we have so many tens of thousands of gowns or masks or eye protector. And of that, 2% is coming from the federal stockpile. Everything else is acquired directly by the B.C. government. And at one point, he said, in answer to a question, we can't depend on the federal government. Really? Uh, that's all he said, but what I take from that, Simi, is that Ottawa is acquiring a lot of equipment, but it's probably mostly being taken by Ontario and Quebec, where the big problems are, and British Columbia is pretty much on its own. It, from that, it sounds like we've done pretty well, but we are on our own. So it sounds like it. All right, Vaughn, thank you. Bye-bye, Simi.